Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Pemberley Podcast. In case you've missed it on our Twitter, Jillian has been promoting something very exciting that's going on in her life. Yes, um, I am using the shameless power to uh, post a free advertisement for a web series that I've co-created. The name of the series is A Girl's Guide to Ghosting. And my friend Abby and I wrote and produced it and Abby directed it. It's a fun comedy about a girl who is an app developer and she moves into an old house and finds out that a ghost is living there Ooh. and they become best friends and hijinks ensue and they make an anti-dating app called A Girl's Guide to Ghosting. It plays on the modern terminology for <laughs> ghosting. <laughs> so go check it out. We'll post links to it. Share it, please. You can find it on YouTube. On YouTube. And uh, you can also check out other features on our website, agirlsguidetoghosting.com, and uh, various social media platforms that I will also uh, link in on our Pemberley Podcast WordPress. What was your favorite part about making the series? (sighs) So we spent a while writing it, the two of us, but I loved, we filmed it over four days, And I loved that because like you were like, we sort of mostly got our our friends to help make it. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really lovely experience. Like I thought it was, I was preparing for stress. (laughs) I was preparing for everything to go wrong. I was preparing for everyone to drop out and none of that happened and everyone was lovely. Yeah, it was having been on set those four days. It was a lot of fun. I think everyone really rallied together to make it the best possible thing it could be, which was really awesome to see. Yes, it would not be what it was without everyone's help. So thank you to everyone. (laughs) And now that that advertisement is over with, we're going to talk about the books that we're reading. Yeah. You want to start? Sure. I feel like I talked about a lot of books the last time we did this, or I talked about the one main book I was reading um the wedding date which i have since read yeah how did how did you like it i liked it very much i read it in like 24 hours it was awesome sauce i feel like it's funny because i feel like every romantic comedy movie that was made in the 90s and early 2000s took place in new york city and i feel like every single romance that i'm reading now takes place in san francisco so san fran is the new new york when it comes to the big city where people fall in love yeah, it is like a West Coast long distance relationship between LA and uh, NorCal, like Berkeley Yo, area. That's... So, is it but... sad that I forgot it was technically a long distance romance because yeah. they like see? I mean, and they see each other, each other like yeah. every single weekend, and it's a big deal when they don't see each other. So, yes. I totally get. It. But like, it does feel like it mainly takes place in San Fran, even though like she does spend a few weekends in LA. Yeah. It feels like the majority of the story happens there also because the wedding happens in san fran so again we've already recommended it but it's a great book still check it out i still need to finish and really love the book next year in havana by chanel clayton how far are you so far well so the thing is (laughs) i had the audiobook checked out from the library and i had maybe an hour left of it and i was like oh i should finish it or i should renew it And then I forgot to renew it, and then the loan automatically got returned to the library. No! The next day, the next day, Reese Witherspoon announced next year in Havana 
as her book of the month. Yep. And then I was number 50 on the wait list. That is tragic. <laughs> so thanks, Reese Witherspoon. For making it more popular than it had to be. <laughs> which the book just came out this year, which is great that the author is getting so much attention so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm, I'm very close to getting the book now. The main story is this woman who goes to Cuba in order to spread her grandmother's ashes. And in doing so, she kind of reconnects with a lot of family that she never really knew there. And there is sort of like this, her trying to figure out what it means to be Cuban because she's Cuban-American. And is there resentment from the family there for like her side of the family leaving Cuba and them staying? And she also finds out like this secret love affair of her grandmother's. Meanwhile, she meets this really handsome man. He's just an intelligent guy and he really cares about his country and like there's a lot of loyalty to to everything he does. So there's that love story that you're kind of seeing in the present day and also learning about her grandmother's love story in the past and this forbidden love that like her family didn't know about. So it's like this really cool dynamic between the current politics of Cuba. It's a really cool book that kind of delves into all of that. So I highly recommend it. I still need to finish it. I'm hoping, I don't know the ending actually, because it is a little like, will they or won't they? And I don't know. It's not- hour left. It's not so clear as something like the wedding date where it's like, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. Mm -hmm. It's like both of them have such separate lives with her in the States and with him in Cuba. Well, there is a second book coming out. I still don't know what that well, I was means. Gonna say, I was gonna, well, I guess my point in saying that is even if they don't get together in this book, it's right. possible it happens in the next very book. Very true, very true. But also true. I actually don't know what the next book is about. So it could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I don't know if it could, it's out yet. Either. Oh no, it's, it comes out in 2019. Oh god, we have time. Reese, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon released the cover for it several weeks ago. Oh, that's ago. right. Yes, so that was we're, the big deal. We're good. So you can check that book out as well. And also last time I talked about the kiss quotient and I am, we're we're recording in my apartment tonight and I have lent it to Yolanda. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you to read it too. It's It's like everyone who I've spoken to who has read this was like, it was interfering with my life. It was a problem (laughs) because it was so good. I'm excited. I'd also like to plug an amazing book that I am reading. There's a fantastic YA series called My Lady Jane. And what it is, is essentially a YA reimagining of Jane Eyre. All of the books in the series basically follow the life of like a famous Jane. Like the first one is My Lady Jane and it's about like Lady Jane Grey from the Tudor era. Interesting. Um, And this is about Jane Eyre as if she were a real person and she went to this horrible boarding school and she's best friends with a girl named Charlotte Bronte. Ooh. And also Jane Eyre can see ghosts. <laughs> it sort of reminds me of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies in terms of like, it's kind of a wacky world that you have to take seriously. Sure. But what's great about it, it kind of reminds me as if like Lemony Snicket narrated this novel. Like, hmm. you know how in the series of Unfortunate Events, he inserts himself into it like you must never do this and of course like we could explain the wording of that but like it it makes fun of itself right okay and the point like basically England is overrun with ghosts most people don't know because most people can't see ghosts they're just like what are all these nuisances happening so the British government creates like a task force of guys who catch ghosts and I haven't gotten very far but basically like Jane she exposes herself as someone who could see ghosts to them but I Mm. think the love story is going to go differently but also I don't know because I haven't read it yet 
it, but it's very, very well written and it's very good. Cool. Who's the author? There's three authors. Oh. Their names are Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. So Very Brody, cool. Jody, and Cynthia. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. Now you have even more recommendations. I feel like every episode you're just going to get so many books to add to your TBR lists, and we don't apologize for it. No, so, we don't. With that, let's jump into Emma Approve <laughs> with episode 13, Tweetception, written by Tracy Bitteroff. It's a brilliant title. It's great. Tweetception. Emma needs to teach classes on how to be manipulative because it works. She knows how to get what she wants because she has that law of attraction deal down. Mm-hmm. She puts things out into the world of what she wants and somehow it boomerangs back to her and she gets it. And she just is trying to teach everyone to be at that level of confidence, but they're not there. No. And that's fine. The rest of us are behind her. Basically, the goal of Emma for this episode is to get Senator Elton to reach out to Emma approved in order to become a client rather than them cold calling Senator Elton being like, hey, you're single. And need a woman in your life? You want my help? <laughs> He'd be like, um, no thanks, lady. I got important things to do. When's he coming in? We haven't set up a time yet. But he wants your services. He will. Have you even talked to him yet? I'm working on it. Well, and that's what's so fascinating about this because I remember in the last video seeing a couple of comments saying like, is this how Emma gets her clients she like reaches out to them and is like do you want my because that's not how it's supposed to work clients pay you for your work it's it's the hitch uh you know method of doing things you know it's not that from the movie hitch will smith he he is not reaching out to these guys who need his help Mm -hmm. they find out about him and they reach out to him and they also recommend their (laughs) friend i'm glad you brought that up that's like a great movie. That's yeah, one of those it's movies great. where whenever it's on TV, that's what I'm watching. He's also a matchmaker. Yeah. So. Like, but for guys who actually like women, like basically like these sort of nerdy guys who like right. aren't who good like with are women. trying to get with women out of their league or what they yeah. they feel is out of their league. Exactly. And he basically helps them like build their confidence. He is very Emma. <gasps> yeah. It's brilliant. And like, I mean, the way he he'll set up different things, I just the one thing that comes to mind is when he sets up the guy to like have the woman's dog in front of the car like he just saved her dog and she's like oh my god you saved my dog (laughs) and so it's it's that level of scheming and and manipulation of like oh this is a really great guy it's like an opening montage of like the guys that he helps yeah he does it yeah um that is that's a brilliant scene yeah and like he also has like one business card and they just hand them off to the next guy and he's like so it's virtually untraceable and i've always kind of wondered i'm like no you could trace it just keep asking those guys where (laughs) they got the card from but Anyway, Emma's brilliant because she can't, that's not how it works. Like, you need to be like, man, I need a life coach. I need help. Like, who do I call? Who do I call? Like, if any person came up to me and said, I know how to make your life better. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be like, you're crazy and I don't trust you. Be like, yeah, sure. Thanks. How much? No, thanks. Nuh-uh. So she's brilliant and she's like, who do I know that a senator would admire and none other than Ryan Weston, the cupcake CEO. How fortuitous that the one person who connects me to my next client is the very person having the time of his life on a honeymoon, all thanks to yours truly. And what I love about it is she's like, oh, I just like planned his wedding. He owes me. And I'm like, he doesn't even know what he owes you. Yeah. Because he doesn't even know that his fiance wanted to dump him. 
and cancel the wedding. That's true. Because, I mean, as far as Ryan knows, it's just like, yeah, she planned a really great wedding, but it's not like she saved his marriage or anything. He doesn't know that part of things, unless by this point, Annie has told him. If I were Annie, I would literally never tell him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just, just be one of those alternate universes where the Titanic missed the iceberg sure. and we never talk about it. So she gets him to tweet yeah. about how awesome she is. You want to? <laughs> yeah, I do like how quickly he tweets it because I'm convinced that Annie's like, if you don't tweet this immediately, we're going to get like 10 more calls from Emma right now. And so their honeymoon. Yeah, if we want to enjoy our honeymoon, you better tweet that right now. <laughs> or she you... probably grabbed his phone and tweeted it for him. He's a Who smart knows? man. He listens. But the exact wording I'm sure that Emma sent for Ryan to tweet was, my life would not be what it is today without Emma approved. Matchmaker, life coach, friend. Hashtag miracle worker. Miracle worker. That's a great review from a cupcake CEO who is well respected, I'm sure. Do you think if you were like a senator and you were like, I hate being single and you saw that you would be like, OMG, I need her in my life? I mean, it's from someone you respect, like someone whose opinion you respect and you're like, whoa, like you just got married and you are crediting this matchmaker for your wedding? That's a big deal, I think. That is a big deal. That's true. And as we know, it is a truth universally acknowledged <laughs> that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Exactly. And Emma is cashing in. Basically, what's interesting is the tweet goes out. We don't actually see. Well, this is probably a good way time to segue into the next yeah. episode, episode 14. Hashtag Miracle Worker, also written by Tracy Bitteroff. So in this episode... Emma is basically gloating about the fact that, oh, Senator Elton's going to be, like, knocking on our door any second now. And Knightley's like, Did Harriet contact him? Getting warmer. Harriet sent him a singing telegram? Ryan tweeted this. So a tweet is out floating around in the ether. Yeah. And... He hasn't called, and you still think he's going to call? There's no actual proof that Senator Elton is ever going to become a client of Emma Approved, but Emma has such faith. Faith I've got, but faith in a random tweet? Not so much. Be patient and be converted. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a great line. It is brilliant, and I also love that in a moment of mockery, <laughs> he winks at the camera, but it is everything to me. Yeah, and snarky nightly. It. Wink, and he even gets the little ding. He gets his own nightly he ding does. in like a lower key, a minor key. So nightly is like, all right, fine, I'll humor you, and we'll set up this like bet. End of day, Pacific, standard, Pacific time. standard time. If Senator Elton does reach out, proving Emma right, then she'll get to set Alex up on a date. If he doesn't reach out, proving nightly right, then she finally has to set up that lunch meeting with Madeline Bates. Maddie Bates. We hear the mention of Maddie Bates. Who is Maddie Bates? We don't know. We just know that she's nice and persistent. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he says, like someone else that I know. Yeah. And he gives her the sweetest look. And then yeah. she gives him the sweetest look. And then they shake on it in the most adorablest way. Yeah. It's the most adorable thing that I replayed a bunch of times. Because then he grabs her hand and he does like the little, you gotta blow it up thing. And they're adorable. And Emma is just looking at him like, oh, yeah, this is really adorable. You're juvenile, but like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, I just actually want to rewatch this moment if we can. I'm okay with it. Okay, we're actually watching this in real time now. So yeah. you're going to hear our real reactions to this. So his hand is out. Yes. <laughs> they shake. Now blow it up. Oh. We're going to make the noise. Oh. Now it's official. You're officially juvenile. <laughs> He's so cute. And she's so 
But she, look at the look on her face. I know. She rolled She's, her eyes, but in a way that says, oh, I love that I have him in my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's what her eyes That's say. That's exactly what her eyes say. We know. And it feels like the episode is over at that point. We get this cute moment between Emma and Knightley, but then <gasps> Harriet rushes in in a panic, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's either Elton reached out, um, Emma proved the office is like on fire. Or there's or, a tsunami. Yeah, something horrible Those are the is only happening. options. But she rushes in and is like, BMR just made this video, and I think he's asking me out. What do I do, Emma? Why are you running to your boss I know, about I would this never do that. personal issue? But because I think Emma has been so involved in Harriet's love life that Harriet feels like it is Emma's issue. She's trained her well. She has. She's trained she her to like really has. not make a decision without consulting her. Oh, man. Can That's- you imagine? Imagine. Well, that's not, that's the opposite of confidence I then. Know. She's being too dependent on Emma to make any decision, and that's awful. Did she give her an answer? No. No, we cut out, right? No, it cuts out because Emma's like, I wasn't expecting this. Because, like, who would expect, like, this really lovely video letter where he is asking her out for, like, basically ever? <laughs> like, yeah. Let's hang out forever. I gotta say, so we get to watch the video, which yes. I'm forever grateful for. It's adorable. It's a lot for asking someone out. But yeah. that, that is his way. And I'm I, just going to let him have that. It feels a little bit like a proposal. It feels a lot like a proposal. <laughs> he makes a video. He put on a sports coat. He did. And he was basically like, I made three cranes. This one represents your beautiful eyes. Well, first of all, it's hilarious because he starts off with, uh, this is a legend from uh, when they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. Yeah. And we're like, like oh, and so then where's he's- the romantic part? <laughs> so yeah, let's skip to the romantic part. This blue crane represents your eyes. This red one represents your heart. And this one is a map and it represents the journey we will go on together. And if I make a thousand, I get a special wish. Join me on my wish quest or whatever yeah. it is. And I'm like, hey, it's a little heavy handed, but like- yeah. He's a romantic guy, and I'm going to let him have this. Sure. It's not creepy. Harriet did go running to Emma. I feel like Harriet would normally be excited by that or be happy that she's getting such uh, a proposal, if you will. I think she is excited. I think she is, but I think because of the doubt that Emma's kind of planting in her mind of needing... I don't know, someone better? And she hasn't really planted that fully, really. I think she's excited, but she wants to know if she's allowed to be excited. Yeah. And this is where it starts the manipulation cycle, as Ali Wong calls it. (laughs) (laughs) You got, what does she say? And you you have to start the whole manipulation cycle over again. Because you're too old to, <laughs> to go back out there and start over with someone else and start the whole manipulation cycle over again. About getting a about, husband. About having a boyfriend and convincing yeah. him to marry you. Yeah. Which is very brilliant. And I will <laughs> post a link to that because it is someone something I think everyone should hear. So it's something out of Emma's plan. She's got to quickly figure out what to do with it. And we'll see that in the next episode because it, it does cut out right when Emma's trying to scheme up something in her mind. So with that, then let's go to the comments, jumping to the comments section where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired, starting with episode 13. Cookies Cookies Mm. says, why didn't Emma put Harriet with Knightley? I mean, I'm sure she thinks he's a good match. Exactly, because she likes him. Uh Good point. There's such a young, eligible man who's successful in their own office. Why not set up Harriet with Knightley? Just you wait. (laughs) 
Megan R. says, This is the second time Knightley has said Harriet is fine just as she is, thus sowing the seeds for the Harriet having a crush on Knightley subplot. Clever writers. I remember that was a very pivotal scene in Bridget, the first Bridget Jones movie when Mark Darcy was like, I like you very much, just as you are. Mm. It's the clear sign that someone likes you because <laughs> everyone has so many issues. <laughs> the Buds O says, Guys, Darcy should come to Emma as a client because he wants to propose to Lizzie. Wouldn't that be adorable? Seeing him being all romantic and trying not to be awkward, I really hope they involve them. If not in this way, then at least by mutual friends. Or they both come to Emma to help plan their wedding. (sighs) Commenter, if only you realized how long we've been hoping for this to happen. This person doesn't know the half of it. (laughs) How much is at stake here? Let's move on. Victoria K. Martin says, Harriet is absolutely adorable. I love her. And I love Emma getting in the last word. That's totally something I catch myself doing all the time. Okay, she's also very adorable. Yeah. She like dipped into the camera. Popping back into frame, her hair just like flowing in and like beautiful yeah. hair. Episode 14 comments. The fangirl Michelle says, this may possibly be the most adorable we've seen Alex and Emma yet. And Emma, after he left, the way she left her hand in the air for a moment, we know something you don't know, Emma. Cinematic Nomad says, everything from the moment she makes the noise to when she finally starts talking to camera again was perfection. The little smile on her face, the way she still held her hand and a fist, to the look she gave the camera. Love it. The fangirls were picking up every scent. Every second of it. Oh, yes. It means so much. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to see everything. Nothing will go unnoticed. Faye Riviera says, Emma, call it juvenile all you want because we saw how happy it made you. Seriously, I love this and I hope Emma eventually realizes how wrong she is about Harriet and Martin. Boys in the show are total dorks and we love them. (laughs) Reg Mason says, Miss Bates, finally. It may have only been a mention, but I am so relieved. Also, the handshake explosion moment was downright delightful. Great episode. Yeah, people were excited that Miss Bates got a mention. And at this point, it was like TBD whether or not we'd actually see her. Because sometimes like with modern adaptations, not all the characters get in or it's a unique interpretation of how they make it into the series. So at least she got mentioned and we'll see how she comes up later on. Will Emma get to set Alex up on a date or will she end up having to have lunch with Maddie Bates? Tune in next time. To find out everything. <laughs> this episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. <laughs>